going on? Jermaine Johnson, tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn On The Jets podcast. Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at Will 11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Another episode, Thursday morning episode here. Uh, week three, Jets-Patriots. The the Cowboys games in the mirror, we finished that up yesterday. Now kind of all eyes are on uh, on Jets-New England, you know, here in Fox, in, uh, in, not in Foxborough, it's in the Meadowlands. Uh, you know, here in week three, we are in for a nice, uh, probably a nice sloppy, disgusting rainy monsooning game uh no better person to join me than uh than evan lazar from uh from patriots.com um evan how are we doing today man i'm doing well thanks for having me yeah i'm uh i'm excited to have you on i appreciate you taking some time obviously you know this is a game that i think three weeks ago probably had a little bit more spice to it with aaron Rodgers, the patriots people probably assumed to take one of those two games at home and be a little bit in a little bit better spot I actually, as much as the names and the, the play on the field maybe has not been quite what it is, I think the mixture of New York-Boston is always a, a fun rivalry. The Jets-Patriots is a rivalry that has had a lot of really cool moments over the years and a lot of, you know, memorable things. But the last 14 games, obviously, the Patriots have dominated, I think, about an average of about 30 to 10, um, which is insane to think about in the NFL. And more importantly, both teams need this game a lot. I think the Patriots need this game to save their season from getting out of control early. And if you're the Jets, you know, there's a chance you're a first place team at the end of the weekend, all things considered. I guess kind of what's your thoughts on the game? And then we'll kind of just get into how the Patriots have kind of been through two weeks. Yeah, I, I think that you laid it out nicely there for the Patriots side of things. Uh, basically, this game is a game that even in the post Tom Brady era, the Patriots have always been able to win. The The Jets game against Zach Wilson, or uh, I think there was like a Bryce Petty game in there or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, Luke Falk, uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. The names yeah. are incredible. Yeah, you know, there's been a a couple of quarterbacks, let's just put it that way, in this 14-game streak. And even without Brady, you know, with Cam, uh, with Mac, uh, Bill Bill Belichick's been able to win this game. And when you look at it that way, I I think the first two weeks of the season, if you're a Patriots fan and you want to be optimistic, which, Will, I can tell you we are not being optimistic (laughs) here in in Boston right now, but if you want to be optimistic – uh, the Eagles and the Dolphins might be two of the best teams in the NFL that it's just played and they played them in one score game. So it's not like they got blown out by either team. And if you can still win these types of games that you probably should win against a Zach Wilson or, you know, in a couple of weeks when they play the, the commanders and the saints and the Colts, and you can start to talk yourself into them stacking up some wins here. And maybe the O and two start isn't that catastrophic now if they drop to zero and three and they lose to zach wilson and the 14 game winning streak is snapped against the jets i think we really are talking about uh potential regime changes in in, in foxborough which i know is completely insane to think about uh to sit, think about bill belichick's job security and what we're looking at here in the future but zero and three to start Obviously, we know there are about 500 since Brady left, only one playoff appearance. Uh, it's getting to the point where, you know, you've got to see some results, and, and they really haven't over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I always go back to that offseason that they spent a gazillion dollars in Jets and Dolphins fashion, and they, like, were just good enough to to get smoked in a, in a wild card game, you know, a thousand or nothing by, by the Bills and everything like that. 
you know, you mentioned obviously the way the Patriots have looked. You always expect them. They're going to be in every game. They're a team that like uh, they've gotten blown out a couple of times, but it's generally it's the Bills kind of Bills seem to be a team that just, they can't really figure out. But yeah. um, I know they've lost to Miami, but they're always really close games. And then the Jets games, we obviously talked a little bit, a little bit about, but um, it feels like the Patriots are team. They're always going to be well coached. They're always going to be pretty disciplined. They're going to be right there. They're not going to, you, you know, you have to kill them off or they come back. But I also feel like they don't do a lot of things normal. These really good Patriots teams, even without Brady, have done where, like, defensively, I think they're good. I think they're more just, like, disciplined and solid than they are, like, this amazing defense. I think they have their corner play. I know Christian Gonzalez has had a nice start, but, like, it's not prime tie law yet and everything like that they don't have the Richard Seymour I know Christian Barmore is good but again it's not like these star all pro level guys yet other than Matt Judon and then offensively there's not the guy that really scares I mean Ramondre Stevenson I think is is the guy that you probably the most worried about and then the offensive line is the real one where like the Patriots have always been a top 10 at worst offensive line I feel like for my entire lifetime and the Jets and the Patriots are the two worst pass blocking offenses in the league through two weeks is that the biggest point of concern right now is that there's the offensive line for the Patriots? Cause I know for Jets fans, it's other than Zach Wilson, it's, it's the offensive line 10 out of 10 times. Absolutely. I think we both are, are living in worlds where it's really difficult to evaluate the offense until the offensive line starts playing better. And uh, the Patriots haven't been able to run the ball, even with Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott, two decent backs. They haven't really been able to run the ball at all. Uh, They're averaging three and a half yards of carry on running back runs, taking out a couple of decent scrambles by Mac Jones. That's 27th in the league or 28th, 27th, 28th, something like that. That's not the formula that they thought that they were going to have coming into the season. They thought they were going to be able to run the ball really well, ride Ramondre like they did last year, and maybe even have better success off of some of those runs. You know, and I think that's how their whole offense, uh, at least what we thought how their offense was going to be was run the football, incorporate play action off the run, keep it in third and manageable so that Mac Jones can then get in the gun and pick up six yards, pick up five yards here and there. Uh, But to have to really put Mac uh, predominantly in the shotgun, spread the field, and then try to come back in some of these games that they've been down in early, he leads the league right now, Mac Jones, in pass attempts. That is not the formula for the Patriots. They want to play good defense, good special teams. They want to win the line of scrimmage, and they want to control the game and and really control, uh, you know, the sequence or the game script. And uh, that's not how this has gone in the first two weeks of the season. So if they're going to get back to playing winning football by their standards, uh, they have to run the football. There's just no question about that. And Bill O'Brien mentioned on Tuesday that that's what this week is all about for them offensively is how are we going to get this running game going? Because they just can't be this one dimensional. Uh, They don't have the quarterback. They don't have the line. They don't have the receivers uh, to be dropping back 50 times a game. And uh, I think that that's really the big thing. Yeah, look, you, you know, I talked about it a lot last week. I thought the Jets' strategy to beat Dallas was Zach Wilson to stay in like 20 to 25 pass attempts. He throws the ball like 35, 40 times, and, you know, yeah. they're only on the field, I think, 18 of the 40 of the 60 minutes last week, which is obviously not a success, a, you know, recipe for success. Again, Sauce Gardner catches a pick six or, or that one drive at the end of the second half goes definitely. Maybe we're talking about a different Jets Cowboys score, but, um, I feel like both teams are kind of looking at that second half of week one. The Patriots obviously got down early. You know, Brady pumps up the crowd, the whole thing. The Patriots looked really good in that second half. I actually thought they had a chance to win that game. And then, you know, obviously the Jets down 13 to three, come back and outscore Buffalo. Um, I guess whatever it was, 19 to 19 to three in the second half and overtime and absolutely dominated that game. So 
I think both teams are trying to pull, going to probably try to pull from that, run the football well, take the football away. I think, you know, the Jets, what's, it's crazy. I tweeted that the stat last night. The Jets are getting up one defensive touchdown in the Patriots the last 12 months and, and lost both games. And it just makes absolutely no sense. Um, I guess from a, from a Patriots point of view, looking at the Jets, is there like, what, where are you kind of focused on? I know you had a, I think you had a pod or, or an article out, I uh, looked at this morning. Um, where are you kind of focused on? I know the focus is always going to be on Zach Wilson. I know it's always on Bill Belichick versus Jets quarterbacks. I know that's the easy place to go. There's also other matchups in this game. I'm sure the Patriots are kind of looking at to either take advantage of, or they're kind of worried about um, trying to get out of here with a W. Yeah, I think starting with the Patriots offense, the worry is still that defensive line uh, for the Jets. I mean, I just broke down the offensive line and the issues that they've had there. But even last year, they had all sorts of problems with that defensive line. Yeah, I think 11 sacks. I think 11 yeah. sacks in two games. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was ugly. Like Cole Strange, the, their first round pick from last year, gets benched in the first game because Quinnen Williams just dominates that matchup. And, you know, those are the things that keep happening for this Patriots team. I remember in the first matchup as well, uh, Bryce Huff against Marcus Cannon was just like a complete and utter mismatch on the at, on the edge. And now you have uh, Calvin Anderson starting at right tackle for the Patriots. who has been kind of a mess the first couple weeks of the season. And now he's going to have to go up against Huff and potentially John Franklin Myers, depending on the injury situation there. But last week, you know, you went into that game against Miami and uh, Jalen Phillips was inactive. He, he had an injury shoulder, I think it was. So he's a, an inactive for the game pregame a game time decision and they they ended up uh, airing on the side of caution and in your first thought was oh okay well now they only have to worry about Bradley Chubb and then Andrew Van Ginkle had like the game of his life against Calvin Anderson so it's not it's not just like the all pro guys you know that are giving the Patriots problems it's some of these other guys too like a, I think a Bryce Huff is one guy I keep on pounding the table about because he is quartered in that Van Ginkle mold of, you know, speed rush off the edge, a really difficult guy to block. And uh, I'm petrified of him against Calvin Anderson. That's the exact type of guy Anderson struggled with the last couple of weeks. So I look at those matchups. I think those are tough. I think, you know, for the Patriots defense, I, I thought what you said was, was interesting about, you know, how they are really sound and, and they kind of don't beat themselves, but they're not this like dominant defense. And I thought that that was really a, a bad game plan uh, from them last week, frankly, against the Dolphins, because they can't play that way defensively. Uh, they basically came out in this like three deep safety prevent defense to try to make the Dolphins march down the field instead of giving up the big plays to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And this offense is not good enough to play that way because if you're going to play this bend don't break style defensively you are going to give up some points and uh, if you're not going to be able to score more than the opponent then how are you going to win a game like that so this game uh, you know especially with Zach Wilson now at quarterback I think if you're the Patriots you have to your defense has to take it to the Jets like this has to be one of those games like last year uh, where they really dominate on the defensive side of the football and you have to dictate terms you have to get you know, the Jets to make mistakes and force errors and not just sit back and hope that things go your way like they did against the Dolphins. So they can't play defense like that uh, with their offense in the work in progress phase that it is right now because they're not going to score enough points uh, to win those types of games. Yeah, look, I, I I was always I'm always curious by, you know, we saw we've seen the Chargers and teams like that give Miami and San Francisco trouble last year in the Jets where like they just get after two a lot early on. And then like, I, I didn't, wasn't really under, like, I know you don't want to give up the explosive, but I almost feel like that was a game where like, Oh, you're going to challenge Tua, who like has no issue 
taking six yards at a time. That's why, you know, there was some frustration with the Jets game plan as well against Dallas, where it's like they weren't getting home, but then they started blitzing and then leaving, playing all this off coverage. And, you know, Dak Prescott didn't get bored and, you know, he took six, seven, eight yards a pop. And I think 28 of his 35 attempts were, were under 10 yards. The Jets are on the field for 42 minutes and their offense isn't good enough to go uh, right now at the moment to stack together 10, 12 play drives. So it's like the defense is never going to be off the field, which is a problem. I want to ask you quickly about two guys on that defense. Um, yeah. One, Christian Gonzalez. I, I liked Christian Gonzalez a lot out of the college. I think a lot of people were surprised he fell where he did. But then at the same time, I was like, there's some stuff of like, is he not tough enough? Does he tackle well and all the different types of stuff? He's looked really good through two weeks. And I think that's that's something to build on. I know there's the, all the hype around Sauce Gardner last year. And then I kind of wanted to ask you about the Sauce comments on the, on the Patriots offense. For some reason, I don't think it was a bad quote. I'm not sure why I was getting a lot of like, how could he say that? Like the offense is pretty simple. Like it's yeah. not doing a lot well right now. I guess we'll start with Christian Gonzalez. How impressed have you been through two weeks? And I saw him in camp and everything like that. Are you surprised at all he's been this good through two weeks against two really good opponents in the Eagles and the Dolphins? I'm not really surprised, no, because he had a really good camp. And I think the the part that's tr- not to throw the Patriots receivers under the bus, but we always you, go, you, how do you evaluate them, right? Right. And you're just like, uh, okay, like he's shutting down, you know, Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker. And this is, you know, Kayshawn Booty. And like, this is cool, but let's see what happens. And, and then they went to Green Bay for joint practices and he held his own against Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. And so you're another, let's add another kind of, you know, notch to the belt, right? Like, okay, this is exciting. And uh, then the first two weeks of the season, I thought it against the Eagles, he had some rookie moments or just some like welcome to the NFL moments going up against AJ Brown, which you, you can expect, but for the most part, he didn't give up any big plays and he made some big plays late in that game uh, to help the defense get off the field. He uh, broke up a pass on a fourth down play to Devonte Smith. Uh, he made a uh, great tackle in the open field, which was sort of the knock on him uh, coming in was the physicality and all that kind of stuff. And they hit AJ Brown on a little crosser on third down and he made the tackle short of the sticks, you know, things like that, that have popped up and you're saying, okay, like maybe those knocks were a little bit overblown about his physicality and his uh, inability to tackle and things like that. And then this past week against Miami, they did not go into that game thinking that he was going to have to cover Tyree kill. Uh, they, they thought that they were going to have Jonathan Jones, who's sort of their Tyree kill stopper uh, cover him. Jonathan Jones gets hurt uh, during the week in practice is inactive for the game. Then Marcus Jones, their other speedy corner gets hurt during the game. And so they had to kind of force Christian Gonzalez onto Tyree kill and he did great against Tyree kill and kind of took him out of the game. So it, it was that I think was the most uh, encouraging thing uh, that you saw from Gonzalez was the the reps and man coverage against Tyree kill. I mean, he really stood toe to toe with Tyreek and uh, Tyree kill actually told, talked about him on his podcast. Uh, yesterday and said, you know, I went up against the the rookie from the Patriots and that guy's pretty good. Like, you know, and uh, it's, it was cool. I think for Patriots fans, it's we haven't had a whole lot of first round picks that have popped like that and that you have other elite players like Tyree Kill around the league talking about, oh, wow, that first round pick on the Patriots, that guy's going to be, you know, a dude. And uh, it's been Isaiah Wynn, Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry, Cole Strange. Like, you know, it, it's not been a great run 
uh, for first round picks for the Patriots for a while, which is sort of why they've been in this position that they're in right now. And to have a, another elite player in the league like Tyreek Hill sing the praises of a Patriots first rounder is uh, it's refreshing because they really haven't had that kind of talented player in the first round in a, in a long, long time. So I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves with Christian Gonzalez. It's only been two games and uh, you know, we'll see what happens with him as he gets, you know, into the second half of the season especially because you know how rookies can can hit that wall. Uh, but in general, I, I think that he looks uh, like a tremendous athlete. And, and I think that's what really stands out about him is his ability to mirror receivers. Uh, he obviously went up and high pointed that ball on the interception on Sunday night. Like those are the things that you look at and you say, this guy, he moves a little bit differently than, than the other people on the field, which again, for a Patriot, we haven't really said that. Uh, since Brady and Gronkowski and those guys left. So it's nice to see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you think it, uh, do you foresee them kind of letting him, you know, run and shadow Garrett Wilson or something like that? I know the Patriots are going to play a lot of cover one. They're going to blitz Zach. That's what they've done in a while yeah. and kind of make him kind of panic. And again, like Zach played so well that first half last year in the first matchup. And then the one lazy back foot interception and it obviously all unraveled Devin McCourty had the famous quote last year, which again, he said it out loud, which a lot of people will tell you behind the scenes of, you know, just wait and you'll, you'll get given two or three a game. That's what happened. Obviously we saw the rest was history. You think that's a, a matchup because Garrett Wilson, like, you know, Patriot great Stefan Gilmore had a lot of trouble with Garrett Wilson uh, yeah. last year or last week. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, look, look, Garrett Wilson's a hell of a player, and I, I, I watch guys like Garrett Wilson on film, like from Dallas last week when he catches the sixty-eight yarder, and I'm just like, man, the Patriots could get their hands on somebody that could do that. That would, that would really help the offense and Mac Jones a whole lot. So I have envy uh, when it comes to watching Garrett Wilson and and watching how talented he is. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing for the Patriots with Christian Gonzalez is I, I'm waiting to see at what point does the light go on with the coaching staff where they're like we have a number one corner that can go up against Garrett Wilson and shadow him in man coverage for four quarters like at what point do they kind of take the training wheels off so to speak uh, with Christian Gonzalez because I thought in week one uh, they had him play a lot of off coverage against AJ Brown and it was kind of just like keep it in front of you don't give up the big play make the tackles underneath and i uh, will be happy with what you do but at what point do they allow him to really go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of these guys and get in their face and play some press and uh really take them out in man coverage like stefan gilmore used to do you know in 2018 2019 or ty law or darrell revis or whatever so i'm looking forward to seeing exactly how they play garrett wilson because the other receivers on the Jets, I think the Patriots can can kind of handle. It, it's just Wilson that really scares you. So at what point do they say that he's ready? You know, he, he's ready to just take this guy on an island and, and let's see what happens. And I think that it's, it's coming, but it might be a little bit early in week three of his rookie season. But I hope that's coming soon. But uh, I think that it, it should come soon. And hopefully this week is the week that we see it.
Yeah, last kind of quick two things here. One, I kind of hinted at earlier. Sauce Gardner yesterday was talking about the Patriots offense. And it's kind yeah. of honestly a lot of what you kind of mentioned earlier. And I talked about it a little bit. It's just like it's hard to do a lot of really complex stuff when you're getting down early. You have to spread the ball. It's a team that doesn't scare you a ton with playmakers and the offensive line struggling. Like, did you have any problem with what he said? Because I, I didn't see it as anything like it wasn't really a slight the Patriots. There's a lot of offenses that the Rams for quite literally three straight years made a title game, a Super Bowl, and, like, they ran the same personnel every single play. It was the same exact people on the field, and it was just a lot of different stuff. Like, not every offense has to be this complex, like, John Gruden-level offense. Like, a lot of these ones can just be, like, Bill O'Brien's, Bill O'Brien has obviously made at least a little bit of a difference. Mac looks like a much more, like, 2021 Mac. But um, yeah. did you have a problem at all with kind of what with Sauce's comments? No, and I, I think it goes back to something that I said earlier about how these games have unfolded for the Patriots as well. They, they've they been down so quickly in both games. They were down 16 to nothing to the Eagles within the first like 15, 20 minutes of that game. And then they were down 17 to three to the Dolphins in the first quarter of that game as well. So at that point, when you're down two touchdowns or t- down two scores instantly, all you can really do is is put the Mac in the gun and try to throw your way back into the game. So in some respects, I, I do wonder, and I would kind of caution like as, as the Jets, uh, that if the game script and the game flow goes differently, I do think you're going to see more uh, variation from Bill O'Brien. I, I think a lot of the reason why Mac has thrown 92 of his 96 passes from shotgun is because they've been down and chasing the game the entire time. So if they can play from a a lead or play from a more comfortable spot, then I do think you're going to see some more under center. I do think you're going to see some different types of run schemes if they can get the run game going. But when you're getting, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust on the ground, and then you have to throw on third and seven, like you're not going to really see a whole lot of exotic stuff in the run game. So I'm hoping uh, that's, I'm holding out hope, I guess, is the way I should say it, is that uh, that those types of iterations and variations are are coming because so far it, it has been extremely basic, like Sauce said. It's been Mac in the gun, a lot of empty, a lot of, you know, three man, uh, three by one, that sort of thing. And we're just going to run routes and uh, and see what happens. And and that's, uh, that. like I said earlier, that's really not a, a formula for victory for these Patriots. They just don't have the talent offensively to play that way. So I hope that there is more variation uh, to come based off of just, you know, not getting down by three touchdowns in the first, you know, half of the game. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I look this Jets defense. I, I have no, I have very little hope that the Patriots are going to move the ball significantly well against the Jets defense based off of last year and based off of the first two weeks of the season. But I think in general, they got to play a little bit more balanced and not just balanced in terms of run run game and pass game, but also under center versus shotgun and uh, different schemes in the run game. Like they got to be a little bit more varied. And, uh, you know, those were things that people were saying last year about their offense with Matt Patricia running it, that it looked like a high school offense or it looked like, uh, you know, defensive coordinator calling an offense was I think what uh, the Cardinals defensive coordinator said about it. And that that's not what you want to hear when you have a guy that's been doing it as long as Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Last thing. No, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think Patriots have not gotten blessed by, I mean, Miami's, you know, likely the worst defense they're going to see for other I guess probably for a while now I mean they yeah they get the Jets and the Cowboys next week obviously the Saints defense is is fine and, and solid the Raiders defense not so much um 
Last kind of thing here. Obviously, it's been made a big deal. I mean, Joe said it before the 14th Street. I guess, A, what do you think happens on Sunday? But B, kind of more importantly, I guess, how how much is it talked about in New England? Just because, you know, it's a thing here when you're usually on the, you know, no offense, I'm a diehard Yankees fan for a long time. It was the other way around, obviously, you know, since since the curse got broken in the streak, it's, uh, yes. you know, it's gone a lot the other way. Does it become a mental thing where it's like, the Patriots kind of have this like not so quiet confidence, like we'll be fine going to these Jets games, even though the Jets, I think on paper are a better team. I, it's hard to predict the Jets are going to win knowing that they haven't won it in over seven years now. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that in as much as not to rub salt in the wound about Aaron Rodgers, but if you go into this game, with Aaron Rodgers as the Jets quarterback and the Patriots are 0 and 2 basically playing for like the season early on in September I think as every Patriots fan would be just petrified of this game right now so I don't think that it's necessarily just about the logo of the Jets you know what I mean like I, I do think a lot of it has stemmed from the fact that they haven't really had a quarterback that has put a ton of fear in Bill Belichick's mind and put a ton of fear in Patriots fans' minds until, you know, obviously they, they got Rodgers and, and now it's back to Zach Wilson. So, like I said earlier, I just think it's really – these are the types of games that against quarterbacks of Zach Wilson's ilk, uh, they've been able to win even post-Brady. Like the games against – uh, Zach Wilson last year, uh, Sam Ellinger in the Colts, like, you know, the back of Skylar Thompson, like they, they've still been able and Zach Wilson's better than those guys. But I'm just saying, like, they've still been able to win games against lesser offenses, lesser quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks. And that's really how they've piled up their wins over the last couple seasons, because as much as I, you know, we're all kind of talking like the sky is falling in New England right now. They won eight games last year. They won 10 games the year before that. And so they haven't bottomed, bottomed out post-Brady. But a lot of their wins have come against the Zach Wilsons, the you know the backup quarterbacks that they've faced or gotten lucky enough to face. But every single time they go up against Josh Allen or they go up against a really good quarterback, they lose. So I, I think that that's the biggest thing uh, with this game is that if you lose this one, then you've lost all of the Belichick mystique. Like it's all gone at that point, because this is the one type of game that he's been able to win even without Brady. Uh, so if you can't do it this time, then that means that he's lost all of his fastball. And, and that I think is something that uh, is going to really register. So in some ways, I think that there's uh, maybe more anxiousness about this game uh, than necessarily confidence. And maybe I wouldn't say that's like what's going on in the locker room, but I, I think in general, uh, there's a little bit more anxiousness because it's like, well, we always win this game. So if we don't win this one, then what does that you know say about where we're headed as a team? So It'll be interesting to see, uh, I, I think, what happens because, you know, in the first game last year, is, um, the three picks were bad, obviously, for Zach Wilson in that game, but he threw for over 300 yards in the game. And they uh, the Jets actually were able to move the ball a little bit. Uh, I remember offensively, he just threw the game away, <laughs> literally, to Devin McCourty a couple times. So I, I think that was really the big part of that game. And in the second game, uh, I remember uh, up here, he he was so petrified of throwing interceptions that he wouldn't test any windows down the field. So he was just, you know, throwing the ball away or checking it down constantly. And that's why they only scored those three points. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, the Patriots need this one. I know the Jets need it too, but I think for the Patriots, uh, this is 
a game that they have to prove that they still have that Patriots mystique of you're not going to beat us with your backup quarterback. Like you're going to have to come in here with Aaron Rodgers to to end this streak. Yeah. Look, I think, you know, they're kind of rapid here at Jets fans are hoping that um, they're getting, you know, <laughs> I was trying to think of a good pitcher I could, I could crush here, but uh, maybe they're getting, you know, 2020, 2019, David Price, where it just was like, Oh, Oh, no, he's actually cooked. This is, it's the fastball is gone. <laughs> this, this contract's awful. Um, and look, I, I think Jets fans want to be Bill Belichick as much as Bill Belichick likes to, uh, to rub it in Jets fans. And for a Patriots sake, it's like, like you mentioned, it's, get to one and two, you're probably going to lose to Dallas, but then can you, you know, maybe you figure it out and you're, uh, you're three and three going to that Bills game, which is going to feel a lot better. I think the Jets fans are hoping to get to three and three as well with the Eagles and Chiefs coming up. They also have Denver and New England. So it's like both teams are like, can we get to get to 500, you know, close to the halfway point and figure it out. Obviously appreciate you, you know, hopping on. Um, make sure you guys go check out, you know, having on Twitter and obviously, uh, obviously it's working or X, whatever the F it's called at this point and, and Patriots.com and all that type of stuff. Enjoy uh, the, the rainy conditions on Sunday and uh, you know, we'll talk to have to have you on again soon. Sounds good, Will. Thanks for having me.